L-O-P in the building. My life been a movie, I should have filmed it. Nicely with the pen game, pops taught me to spit game. Get your cameras ready, we heavy catch when I'm in frame. Product, opinionated, but I'm coming through smooth with it. I be kicking back, you could Google it. Bring a block to the booth, he the truth, just another lane lock. I'm a Crown Heights legend, still repping the same block. Whoa. You are now listening to the Life of Product podcast. What up, man? It's the boy Product. You're now locked into the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 35. Shouts out to everybody that rocked with your boy for episode 34. As always, y'all been hitting me with y'all feedback. And what I love about lately, <laughs> what I love about the past few shows, y'all been calm. Y'all, y'all ain't really been hitting me with the wild conspiracy shit. Y'all ain't been hitting me with the debates. We've been like keeping like a great rapport, like me and my listeners. So listen, like this wave that went on, can we please, please keep this energy going? Because I love it. I love it. I love when y'all come at the kid with, with, with positivity. All that other stuff in the beginning, we got past that. You know what I'm saying? We good now. But um, this is episode 35. Episode 35, I want I kind of want to get like a little more personal uh with y'all today. Today's uh episode is titled Losing a Parent. And um it's something that's unavoidable. It's it's unavoidable. If you're a parent, your child is gonna lose you one day. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's not easy. It's really not easy. A lot of y'all who listen to my show and a lot of y'all that personally know me, um, I told y'all I lost my mother last year. My mother passed away uh March 21st, 2020. And I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. It's emotionally the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with. Now, <clears throat> I've been through a lot of things in life. I've been in fights, breakups. I've been arrested. Losing my moms was the hardest thing I've ever had to deal with emotionally. And I haven't gotten to that point yet where it gets easier. I've gotten to the point where I can suppress it, but I haven't gotten to that it gets easier point because it's still fresh. That was that was a year and four months ago. You understand what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure I'll get there one day I'm pretty sure, you know, my siblings will get there one day, but I don't I can't speak for them. But for me, I haven't quite got there yet. I haven't. I'm I'm still functioning, if that makes any sense. And um, you know what? I'm not gonna lie to y'all. One day, not now and not in the near future, but one day I would love to start a support group for people who have lost a parent. Now I know a lot of y'all are probably listening on the outside, like a support group for parents. Like, why would you listen? Don't criticize me. Don't criticize anybody who's going through it. And don't criticize anybody who would love to be a part of a support group who has lost their parents. Because if you have not experienced it, you cannot fathom how the shit, how hard this shit hurts. It hits you. It is it, going to hit you like a 20 gauge in your chest. That's what it's going to feel like. And I'm not going to lie to y'all. A lot of y'all are not prepared for it. I wasn't prepared for it. I, I, I was trying to be prepared for it. I actually, at one point, Thought I would be prepared for it. I really wasn't. Nah, <laughs> I wasn't. I really wasn't. You know, I lost my mother. Like I said, I lost my mother last year, uh, March 21st, 2020. My mother was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. She was diagnosed with stage four lung cancer. You know what I'm saying? Now, I don't know. I don't know how if she knew she had it. I don't know. This is something that me and my siblings um speculated on and things like that. Some people have there have been people I've known or known of who have known and kept it to themselves and they just wanted to ride life out. They just, they didn't want to go through chemo. They didn't want to do none of that shit. So when we found out my mother had it, uh, we found out in September last year, she had it. So September, October, November, December, January, February, March, it was, it was a slippery slope for six months. It was a six month slippery slope. Every month it got worse. So 
I want to talk about the happy side of things right before she had, um, you know, we found out she had cancer and things like that. I personally went through some shit, some life shit last, uh, the year before that. I'm sorry, not last year, in, in 2019. I personally went through some life shit in 2019. I got arrested in 2019 for some dumb shit I didn't do. Um, Had some drama with an ex and my mother held me down and was there for all of that. Held me down. You know what I'm saying? And the good thing about it, once all of that drama was over, she didn't disown me. She didn't, you know, she said, you know what? I love you. You're going to get past this. You are a grown man. Boom, boom, boom. And I needed to hear that, you know? <clears throat> so my sons at the time, so summer, the summer 2019, uh, you know, kids love going out of town for, uh, for summer vacation, which as a parent, it's a blessing. <laughs> it's a, it's a blessing. Look, yo, your kids want to go out of town on summer vacation and you got somewhere for them to go, send their ass, send them, put them on the first thing smoking. So bang, bang. At the time I was working for an airline. All the flights is packed. I said, you know what? I said, I, I looked at everything. I said, I'm in Jersey right now. I was living in Jersey. I left Brooklyn a few years, three years before that. I said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to drive to PA, pick up a rental, and we're going to hit the highway. Yo, I was not playing, though. Listen, I was not fucking playing. I was like, y'all ass is going to go down south for the summer. I'm going to give me a break. You know? <laughs> so me and my sons, my moms, jump in my whip. We drive to Pennsylvania. And we get a rental. Oh, I forgot what part of Pennsylvania. I can't even remember where, what part of Pennsylvania we were. Oh, nah, no. It started with an S. I don't know. It was like an hour and, and like five minutes from where I was at. Boom. Jumped back on the highway. It was a great road trip. It was it was a great... Of course, I'm the only driver. Do the whole drive. We drive down south. We go to my pop's crib. We go to my brother's crib. <clears throat> we go to... Where else we go? We went to my sister's crib. We My, my kids' grandparents live 10 minutes from my pop's. Where my pops lives at in North Carolina. They go over there this summer. Boom, boom, boom. They're there. On the way back, I would say I kind of had an indication that something was wrong with her. Um, she had just out of nowhere, a few days before that, started getting these really, really bad headaches. On the way back, we stopped at a rest area. We got some food. We ate. We chopped it up. Had a great mother-son conversation. Me and my mother, we had a great relationship. I, w- I was not a mama's boy. I was never mama's boy. But I had a high level of respect for her. My mother <clears throat> was a great individual. So stop, we get some food, jump back on the highway. Right before we jump back on the highway, she says to me, hey, I need to like stretch and lay down. So she gets in the back seat, stretches, lays down. I'm looking in the, in the rear view mirror. I'm turning around and I'm looking. And I knew something was wrong. Right at that moment, I knew something was wrong. So fast forward about uh, maybe not even a month later, my, my, um, my aunt, which is my mother's uh, youngest sister, who was a couple years younger than her, her and my uncle, I think they had like their 50 year anniversary. They'd been married like before the internet was created, like way back. They old school, you know, they believe in that shit, which is great. So they wanted us to come to Pennsylvania and come to like, you know, the anniversary party. We like, yeah, we going to come through all white party. I'm going to get fresh bong, bong, bong. Um, a lot of people were asking me at the party if there was something wrong with it. I had cousins going, hey, is Aunt Diane okay? Is she all right? And me, I'm like, yeah, you know, she, she's she been having migraines lately. Boom, boom. I'm thinking it's maybe, you know, what if it's because of the heat? You know, what if it's because she's older? I'm trying to cover that up. But in the back of my mind, I kind of know something is wrong. You know what I'm saying? Her whole, over that, I would say from when I dropped my sons off uh, in North Carolina that summer to that time, her demeanor started kind of changing and things like that. She was never the slow-paced person. You know, for an old lady, she was fast. You know what I mean? She'd be all over the place, pushing the shopping cart, grocery shopping, hanging out. You know, all of that started slowing down. Her motor skills started changing. 
You know what I mean? So I was trying to really just process everything and think to myself, well, no, maybe it's because she's getting older. So I, about a month later, right at the end of the summer, I go back down. I do a day trip, jump on a plane, go get my sons, come right back, bring them back. Um, I would say about a week, a week later is when I knew something was wrong. I knew something. I, I seen it. You know, I'm a very observant person. So as a lot of y'all know, I told y'all my mother stayed with me before she passed away or whatever. You know what I mean? I, I ain't want to just, you know, be in Jersey, living it up and leave her in, out in Brooklyn and shit. Shit was getting bad. Move out to Jersey with me. Um, <clears throat> I was walking. I had a really long hallway. I'm walking through my hallway. I had double doors. One door led to like a, a little small hallway with a closet. We kept shoes there. And it led to the front door. My mother bent over to get something. And she gave me this look of confusion as she was doing that. And it was it was a look of confusion. It was a look of fear. I immediately, me and my oldest son run over to a catcher. Right there, I knew something was wrong. Knew something was wrong right there. It, and, and I can say from that day up until she went to the doctor and was diagnosed with it, well, the hospital and was diagnosed with it, this is where it, the slippery slope began. It began then. <clears throat> so first thing I did, cancel my plans for the day, um, take it to her regular doctor. Take her to her regular doctor. Her regular doctor didn't see anything wrong with her, which he's a regular doctor. He doesn't have the machinery in his office to really run a test that he should run. Um, About a week later, I had called my aunt. I called my aunt. I, w- I was going to work one day, and I called my aunt before I went to work. And I, and I, I love my aunt. My, I love my. I got two aunts that are like second mothers to me, my aunt Sarah, my aunt Gina. I called aunt Gina, and I was like, yo, auntie, <clears throat> I need your help right now. She stopped everything she was doing. She said, what's the problem? Let me know. Mind you, my aunt only lived an hour and a half away in somewhere in the Poconos out that way. Uh, I believe it's the Poconos on Pennsylvania, whatever. So she said, I'm on the way. What's the problem? I said, look, I said, something is wrong with my mother. I said, I don't know exactly what's wrong with her, but something is wrong. And I said, I got to go to the to work right now. I said, I just need you to come. Her and my uncle jump on the highway, <clears throat> straight there, straight there. My aunt called me and said, you need to come. I, I was in Jersey. I was in East Orange at the time, but I was working in North. She, my aunt said, you need to come to East Orange General Hospital as soon as you get off. Soon as you get off. I ended up leaving work, I believe, 30 minutes early just to get there. Yeah, it's the boy Product. We will be right back with the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 35. Shout out to Anchor for the sponsorship. We'll be right back. We're going to finish everything. Rock out with your boy. Yeah, what up, what up, man? It's the boy Product. We are now back with the Life of Product podcast. This is episode 35. Episode 35 is called Losing a Parent. And I really want a lot of y'all to just sit and rock with me, man. Let you know, to my to my my loyal listeners and my loyal viewers, you know, the YouTube numbers is kind of going up. Continue hitting me up. Hit me on, hit me on the gram. Hit me on my email like y'all always do. Let's, you know what? And, and this is, this show is not all about me. This show is not. And I want to, before we really get back into the show, you guys are the driving force. You guys are the ones gassing the vehicle on this show. And I, and I do this for y'all because I know a lot of y'all story and a lot of y'all have went through the same things I went through. Some of y'all have went through more than the things that I went through. And I commend y'all for really having the strength to keep walking tall every day. But this is episode 35. <clears throat> episode 35 is titled Losing a Parent. So as I told y'all on the first half of the show, I called my aunt. My aunt comes up to Jersey, you know, takes my her, her, my uncle, take my mother to the hospital for me. I had to go to work. Uh, and, and I was in a position where I could not call out. And it was that bad. It was, it was a very, very strict policy 
on, on a lot of things like that. So <clears throat> get off work 30 minutes early, fly straight to the hospital, straight to the hospital, which was only like two blocks from my crib, two, maybe three blocks from my crib. Um, <clears throat> I walked in there and my life changed. My life changed. My mother's in there chilling. She's, you know, in, in the emergency room bed. My aunt pulled me to the side. She held no punches. My aunt was like, your mother has cancer. And yo, it felt like I got Van Damme kicked in my fucking chest. <laughs> yo, no, yo, no lie. No lie. Like that was, I've told people there's, there's been times in life I felt emotional pain and that emotional pain turned physical. It's like I got kicked in my fucking chest. And so my aunt said, look, I'm going to give you and you and your mother a minute alone. My aunt steps out. I just burst into tears, started crying like a fucking baby. And my mother held my head and she said, don't cry, baby. She said, look, <clears throat> she looked me in the face and she said, we can't be the dynamic duo forever. She said, you got to let me go, is what she told me. And right there, I already knew that she made peace with it, which the fuck I didn't. I still kind of have it. But to hear her say that and, and realize the level of strength that this woman had, the level of strength, imagine the level of strength that it takes being told you have cancer, you have stage four cancer, knowing you're not going to live that much longer, but to still be able to keep this level of calmness, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was crazy. It was From that day, it was a slippery slope because she had lung cancer. Uh, these All of these polyps had developed in her chest. It moved to her brain. My mother had to, my mother had to get a, 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 a tumor grew on her brain. She had to get a brain tumor cut out, you know, and things like that. Shouts out to East Orange Hospital for pushing everything through and transfer her to Newark Beth Hospital. Shouts out to Newark Beth Hospital for getting that shit done and everything done in the timely manner that they did. And that actually prolonged her life a little longer and things like that. Uh, as, as a lot of y'all know, man, when once a person is diagnosed with stage four cancer, it doesn't matter what you try. It, it doesn't matter. Death is coming. It's coming. It's it's and unfortunately it's coming. You know, like I told y'all, it was a six month slippery slope. Every month it got worse. It got worse every month. And I'm not gonna get into too many details of that, but I am blessed to have the mother that I had. Um not everybody's gonna like an individual. There, there may be a few people that didn't like my mother. For the most part, a lot of people loved her. If you if you really knew her, you loved it. And she was a very giving person. I my mother was the oldest girl of her siblings, and she was the second oldest in general. And <clears throat> the oldest, which was my uncle, he passed away in the 90s. My mother, uh, and not only did you know he passed away in the 90s, he dealt with his things, his personal problems and personal things uh, or whatnot. So my mother, they, my, my, my grandparents had a lot of kids. They were, they were from South Carolina. They moved to Brooklyn. They were married. They were old school. They had a very large family. So there were times growing up in life from childhood to adulthood, my mother had to put her siblings before herself and put her siblings' children before herself and go back to raising them and putting her best foot forward for them. She she helped out a lot of people, a lot of people. And to see that as a child growing up, it did something to me. It instilled something to, into me. You know, I grew up in Crown Heights. I grew up right over on Crown Schenectady down the block from Utica Avenue. And I remember having a conversation with my moms one day. And she looked me in the eye. She said, look, you got to have compassion growing up. You got to have compassion. And I didn't, it didn't, it didn't hit me as a child because I'm like, yo, compassion, what, what am I going to do with that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I knew what compassion meant. But me being me and, and being a boy, a male growing up in the hood in Brooklyn who was either fighting every day 
or <clears throat> running wild and shit, I'm looking like, yo, what is, what is compassion going to get me? As I got older, I remember that conversation quite often. And I try to practice that a lot. I try, it, it don't, it, you know what? I slip off the wagon. I slip off the wagon sometimes. But I try to practice that shit a lot. It's something that she instilled in me. So like I told you, I was never a mama's boy, but me and my mother had a great relationship. Losing my mother was like losing a best friend. It was like losing a best friend. Even though I have siblings, they're older than me. My sister's 11 years older than me. My brother is eight years older than me. And there was oftentimes, I felt like an only child. I felt like an only child many times growing up. My mother and my father, unfortunately, you know, they stayed together a long time. They were old school, you know, stay together for the kids, try to work it out as the kids get older. And if the kids, it, it don't work out, you know, we'll go out with separate ways when the kids get older. That's what my mother and my father did. Um, it wasn't the most loving household, two-parent household. It was a loving household, but I can't really often um, remember going out as a family with my mother and my father. Like, we didn't do stuff like that. Like, I had a great parental relationship one-on-one wise with them because my, my father worked all week. Sometimes he would work late on Fridays. Sometimes he would get off on Fridays, come get me. We jumped back on the train, go to Manhattan, hang out the whole weekend. My, me and my mother, sometimes we would go to my grandmother's house. We would hang out the whole week and go chill with cousins and things like that. So they were very hands-on with me, just not together. You know what I'm saying? And my, and I'm going to keep it real with y'all. My mom's is a real one. She was a, she was a real one. Boy, I remember her playing fucking Street Fighter with me sometimes. We, we, yo, we used to play it. Yo, we were Sonic the Hedgehog, uh, uh, fucking Super Mario. But Street Fighter was our shit. It was our thing. Yo, my mother, my mother was so real. My mom's bought me the, the fucking Machiavelli CD. So, yo, I remember Friday nights blasting Hail Mary in the living room while we was playing Street Fighter and getting it in. So these these memories, man, um, they they will forever be instilled in me. And I'm I'm gonna pass these memories down to my kids, you know, as my kids get older and let them and my, my kids had a great relationship with their grandmother. They, I, I didn't, I, I would tell them a, a few stories about when I was a kid, like me and my mom's interaction and things like that. But I want to give them a better overview as they get older so they can have that. These are like gifts. These are gifts I want to pass down to them. And the good thing about it, she was a great grandmother, a great grandmother. Now, listen, she was crazy. She wasn't as crazy with them as she was with me, my brother, and my sister. She kind of toned it down because, you know, that's what grandparents do. Grandparents, they go from psycho to whatever level is, you know, before that, once they become grandparents. So when they was parents, they were psycho. When they go to grandparents, uh, you should give them this. Wait a minute. I ain't I ain't get that shit. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she was, she was very strict on them as a grandmother, but she was a very loving grandmother. Very, very loving grandmother. So, my, you know, my, my, my kids took it very hard losing their grandmother and what sucked, fucking COVID. You know, we, we couldn't. Even though we had a funeral, we couldn't really have the service that we wanted to have because I'm going to keep it so real with y'all. If there wasn't a pandemic when my mother passed away, the shit would have been packed. It would have been fucking packed from wall to wall. There probably would have been people outside because a lot of people loved my moms. You know what? I found out things about my moms that I did not know before she passed away. I, I didn't know that. My mom. My, I remember growing, growing up, even though my mother had three kids, my mother was very slim, very, very slim growing up. I found out that my mom's was going to be a model or whatever. Before she had my sister, my mother, I think she had like a contract on deck to be a model or something like that. Didn't know that. Never knew that. Never, never, never knew that. So there are other stories, you know, I sat, spoke with my pops about, spoke with my aunt about, 
And I was like, wow. Like, wow. My aunt is a real one. My aunt came all the way to Jersey. Right before I moved, right? My aunt came to Jersey. So I said, auntie, we're going to pick a date. She said, all right, we'll pick a date. I'll come and then we'll clean, you know, go through her stuff. We'll, we'll go through us, and it was very hard. And shout out to my aunt because that's not some shit I could have did alone. Nah, nah, no, no. Yo, I told y'all I, I moved my mom to Jersey, you know, or whatever when I had got out there, and her, I put her bedroom at the front of my apartment. When my mother passed away, I didn't open that door for like weeks. I couldn't do it. I I, I could not go in there. I I could not. I legit could not go in there. Mm-mm. And I had a spare bedroom uh, right next to it. And in that spare bedroom, I had music equipment. I put like my backdrop. I was in there working. I was daily working, doing shit in there, working on music, writing, could not go in the other bedroom. I couldn't do it. It, 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 it was hard for me, yo. It was very hard. So shouts out to my aunt for coming through and, you know, helping me clean that room out and things like that. I went through a lot of her personal stuff. And one thing about my mom's, she loved her nieces and her nephews just as much as she loved her kids. She had photos of all my cousins from the time they was babies to now. She had photos of their kids, things like that. Um, I got a cousin that's locked up. I found all the letters that he wrote her. My mom was writing my cousin for a while, and he was sending letters. They were you know, back and forth exchanging and things like that. So <clears throat> these were things I didn't know. I would have never... In a million years, you couldn't have told me that. You know what I'm saying? So... Losing a parent, you find another out another side of them through stories from family members going through their things and stuff like that. But uh, like I said, losing a parent is one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I wanted to do this episode for a while now, but I did not have the balls to do it. It took me a minute. This 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 whole subject of losing a parent, this was supposed to be like within the first five episodes of the Life of Product podcast. Uh-uh. Fuck that. I prolonged it. You know why? Because it's my fucking show. I could do that. <laughs> I could do that. Do what the fuck I want. Yeah. Losing a parent, man. I, I got friends that have lost parents. I got friends that lost parents during COVID. Yeah. Yo. Yo. Every fucking week, I would log on to Gram. <clears throat> I would go on social media, and I would see people losing their parents. Son, this shit is it's no joke. It's no joke. I was, I was in a store the other day, right? And... I ran into one of my men's out here. He's, he's from New York, too. I ran into one of my men's, real good friend of mine. I knew son for years. So I ran into son, and we chopped it up for a minute. Last time I saw him, I gave him my number. I was like, yo, I'm in town. Boom, hit me up. I saw him again. He was with his little man. And I said, yo, what's good with you? And immediately, immediately the whole tone of the conversation changed. He was like, yo, son, I'm taking care of my moms right now. I just found out she got stage four cancer. First thing I did was like, yo, if you need anything, I don't care if you need somebody to talk to. I said, son, you could, you need a shoulder to cry on. Hit me. Hit me and come through. Our, I'm going to come link by you, and we're going to chop it up. Because I know exactly what he's going through. Exactly what he's going through. And I'm here for him. I'm here for y'all if y'all need me. Yeah, it's the boy Product, Life of Product Podcast, episode 35. You know what? <clears throat> Not every episode is going to be great. Not every so episode is going to be entertaining. Some of these shits is going to be serious. But guess what? I got you and you got me. We all got each other and we are going to get through this. I'm out, baby. Yeah.